Hey there, welcome to the Grace Rancho Weekly Podcast, where our goal is to help you, our church members, better understand the what and the why of all that we do here as a church. I'm Michael. I'm here with Pastor Eric, our lead pastor as always, but I'm also here with one of our lay pastor slash elders, Mark Severance. Hey, it's great to be here. This is a big deal. Welcome. We have never had a guest before. Mm -hmm. And now Mark's here. Yeah, to break the monotony, Mark Severance joins us. So thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it was really the gift package that kind of sealed the deal for me. Snickers bars. Snickers bars were kind of included. Mm -hmm. But um, Mark's here because we're going to be talking about biblical counseling. And just as a backup to that, why we're talking about that, tell us what you guys are doing this week. Yeah, this week is the ACBC National Conference, and that is an association of Christian biblical counselors. And it was supposed to be in person over at Grace Community Church in Sun Valley, but like a lot of things in 2020, it turned into a virtual event. And so we've been here at the church in different breakout sessions and plenary sessions, um, being challenged and encouraged on the sufficiency of God's word, as well as our opportunity to counsel others effectively from God's word. It's been great. Cool. Enjoying it. Are you sure that it stands for Association of Christian Biblical Counselors or Certified? I am not sure. In fact, now that you said certified, I'm doubting myself. Eric's Uh, always trying to pick on people. No, I I tried Googling it right then because I I thought I was certified. And I think I am right. I think you're Um, right. But I'm not confirmed yet on that. All right. Yep, it's certified. Very good. And moving on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, awesome that you guys are doing that. Um, Eric. Yes. Quick question to start us off. All right. Are biblical counseling and discipleship the same thing or are they different? We like to think of them as very closely related, uh, but we distinguish them a little bit. All of it falling under the umbrella of discipleship. Discipleship, we define very simply as people helping other people, Christians helping other people follow Jesus. So anytime that a believer is encouraging or stirring one another up to help them follow Jesus, that would be discipling. Counseling, uh, we usually talk about it is a, a kind of more focused form of discipleship when there's a particular a struggle or hindrance or even suffering in a person's life, a counsel, a counselor will come in and, and try to put his arm around that person, help him navigate the issue uh, using God's word to encourage and instruct and all that. So counseling is a subset of discipleship. It's like focused discipleship in a, part, a particular yeah. way. Not particular, I think so. During a particular time. Yeah. Awesome. That's really helpful. Uh, Mark. You desire to develop biblical counseling skills. How how did that how did you get that desire? Why do you want to do that? Fill us in. Yeah, you bet. I think building on what Pastor Eric just shared as far as overall discipleship and biblical counseling being a sort of a focused form of that. Um, my goal here at Grace Rancho as one of the members and one of the elders is to be able to help people to follow the Lord, know the Lord, be able to hold fast to him in the midst of the difficulties of life, things that we can walk through as people, 
as well as to help overcome sin, to grow in the character of Christ. And so uh, I think there is just a desire in my heart to be able to say, how can I help people in a focused way and want to be able to see them grow to be more like Christ and recognizing that that's partly knowing God's word in a way to be able to bring application to somebody's life. There's also a practical competency around how to counsel somebody in a more formal setting. And both are really important uh, to be effective so that God's word can be the tool it was designed to be in someone's life. So the idea of being able to help somebody and by grace to help change the trajectory of their life is really exciting. Hey, so you've taught, you've preached, you've taught Sunday schools, and you've done some counseling. Um, What is more difficult in in your experience? In my experience, counseling is more difficult. When you're teaching or preaching, it's a one-way conversation. You prep and you share, Mm -hmm. and unless it's a strange circumstance, everyone just listens. <laughs> and and hopefully they listen well, but you're not getting talked back to. It's not a yeah. it's not an ongoing dialogue, and so counseling is that dialogue, which means that sometimes you're really needing to ask questions and then to be documenting things and to process what that person has shared and be flexible to change the conversation. So there's a real skill in addition to a, a knowledge of the word that becomes mm-hmm. very essential. You got to have that working knowledge of the word because whatever they throw at you, you have to be equipped with what the word says to address that thing. And you might not know what that thing is coming into the meeting. That's, that's my experience as well. Getting ready to preach is in some ways easy compared to counseling a person who is complex, who lives in a fallen world. Um, but yeah, we, so we really want to grow in this as a church. We, we think this is a valuable thing to be equipped in the word to counsel, yeah. uh, to counsel our people. You get oddball questions when you teach sometimes, like out of left field. When you teach. But when you teach. But I'd feel like when you're counseling, you you could get those questions and, and, and whatnot, but it's like they have some serious ramifications now. Like you're not just trying to understand something with your brain. Like there's some issues here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mark, you are an elder here as a church. Um, you pastor the congregation. But you're a layperson. You have a job that you work 40 plus hours a week, Monday through Friday, and maybe during other times, I don't know. Um, but you're particularly exemplary in building relationships. You, you have modeled that well. Um, I think building relationships that are intentional, that get to people's hearts, that encourage them in Christ. Um, how have you done that? What, what um, maybe even how would you encourage others to start doing that? Yeah, uh, it's a joy to be able to be in relationship with people, especially here at Grace Rancho. And I think at some level, we recognize that we don't feel competent to necessarily counsel people. And sometimes it's intimidating when we approach people and don't know what are some of the challenges that they're facing, perhaps sin in their hearts or suffering that they are experiencing. But I think the Lord has grown me, and I'm so thankful over the years to just say yes when he prompts my heart at at church to say, hey, you should go talk to that person. Uh, Kind of of that internal nudge to say, 
pray ahead of time, as well as then don't be afraid to approach somebody or to ask a question, how are you? And then when they respond in certain ways, to be able to follow up and, and perhaps probe a little bit more, say, tell me, tell me more. And so praying for the Lord to open doors of opportunity for those that need encouragement, perhaps that need exhortation, as well as then having the courage and grace to obey when God, God provides those opportunities. I'm going to follow up. We're going to skip a little bit of the agenda here because I wrote this question down earlier and I wanted to ask it. You are notorious <laughs> for being a question asker. Right? Notorious. Yeah. I mean, Mark, that could, that could go either asks, way. Well Mark known. Mark asks questions infamous. in all sorts of settings. <laughs> so he prepares questions in certain settings. You go over to the Severance House <laughs> and you're, you'll, you'll be sitting around the, the dinner table and Mark will have a question. You go on a road trip for a leadership retreat. For, for example, 45 minutes. Mark will have <laughs> 10 or so questions. You might not get through them all. Sometimes he has them written out. He hands you go them out on sheets of paper at dinner <laughs> at his house if there's so many of you. I haven't seen that one happen, but oh. I'm sure it will. I might have a hard time getting people over to my house after this. <laughs> um, just get, they've been warned now. It's only the question. Fair enough. But I think that's because you understand the value of good questions in drawing out people and getting to know people, ultimately being able to help people. Um, okay. So, so how did you, why, why, why is that part of the way you seek to care for people? What is, what is it with asking good questions? I think the reason I ask is I think this is actually a, a good model for people to think through as they try to get to know other people. They want to be uh, used to disciple others. I think they could follow the lead and just learn to ask questions, be curious. Tell, tell us how you kind of developed that habit. What, what's behind that? Yeah, praise the Lord. I mean, in his kind providence, I'm in sales with my normal job. And that means that in, for a good portion of any day, that's what I'm doing, uh, asking questions. And then when they answer to say, well, wait a second, tell me more, or can you give me an example? And so the Lord, again, in his providence has just given me opportunities to do that as a part of my job. And so that's, I enjoy that. I gain a lot of um, satisfaction in the job that the Lord has given me, but how much more important and how much more rewarding is to be able to ask good questions and to be used by the Lord in other people's lives uh, to try to seek to make an eternal difference. And so I just think that as we have people into our home or engage people in conversation at church or on a road trip, whatever the case may be, it's a unique opportunity. That day, that time, it's a unique opportunity. And so part of it is saying, how am I going to prepare that when the Lord opens that door to, to make the most of that opportunity? And then um, I think it's just natural that people, when they know that the question is genuine, they're very willing to talk about their self, themselves, e even mm -hmm. to share things that might not be 100% comfortable. Um, but when you ask questions and show care and concern, People are often willing to share things, and then you have an opportunity to say, okay, how can the Lord use me to minister his truth in this situation? Yeah. I think it's also the case when you ask a good question, it shines a spotlight on, on a part of a person's heart that they might not even be thinking about until the question was asked. And then they're reflecting on the question, and they go, huh, I never thought of that. And they're forced to reflect a little bit in ways they would never have done unless that question 
was was asked. And so it, it, it's, I think it's also a tool to spur people on, to help them consider what they do, why they do it. Um, a good thoughtful question is a, a tool in the discipler's tool belt. And anyone who wants yeah. to counsel well, I think they got to ask good questions. Mm-hmm. I think something that helps people answer your questions, Mark, is in many conversations, you don't hold back. Like you share things about yourself as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's a two-way street. Like, hey, we're not all perfect. We all need help. Here's how my week's been, you know, fill in the blank. Um, I think that's particularly helpful. Gives permission I, what, for others to be open exactly. as well. Yep, yeah, opens the door for that. Um, one thing that you said that I thought was really helpful just now, uh, just rewinding a bit, is I think a lot of people think, oh, I want to I want to be good with people, help them in conversation, questions, whatever. But it's just an in the moment thing. Like I'm just I'm just gonna pull it together once I get there. But you talked about praying particularly for those opportunities beforehand. And I just think that's a really helpful thing to remember. Like we ought to not just be ready and try to muster it up, but let's pray for those opportunities and the Lord would guide us and give us wisdom and strength to obey him, like you said. Um, yeah, I'd so. agree. And let's face it, there's probably not a single person that we see on a typical Sunday morning at Grace Rancho that doesn't need encouragement. I mean, who doesn't need encouragement? So yeah. when we pray, Lord, uh, guide and direct me. And, and and as we have conversations, help me to make the, the most of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Eric, Yes. Counseling, helping others is not just for pastor elders. It's for people. So what counsel, what encouragement would you give to a lay person who really wants to care for people's souls? Um, We're kind of, I think, hitting on that already, but starting with prayer, asking the Lord for uh, him to be doing a work in our own hearts that causes us to love our, our brothers and sisters well, asking him to give us eyes to see opportunities that are really already before us. We just kind of have been self-absorbed, so we've missed them. Um, it, being available, Mark said, say, being ready to say yes to, to the promptings that God gives us to go love people. Um, I, would, I would think it would be good to develop a curiosity about people I think it's like, I think it's a C.S. Lewis thing where he says that the person standing before you is an immortal soul um, that, that, you know, in, in uh, glory, you'll be tempted to worship them. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the, uh, the, the, the state of, of reality is that every person we see is an immortal being that will last forever in, e- in eternity in heaven or in hell. And so they, they ought to be captivating interesting they are interesting they all have lives and histories and stories to tell and i think the the best biblical counselors the ones that i've learned a lot from seem to be people who are curious uh, about the conditions of humanity the, the people before them they're really interested in their their hearts the way they think why what makes them tick they're not satisfied with superficial answers they want to go deeper and and draw out from the well a little bit what's what's there um so to develop a curiosity and interest in people but then also uh, a deep thinking and meditating on the scriptures so you're 
not just superficially uh, taking trite cliches and no, no counselor can just throw Bible verses at people and help them that way. But uh, I think a, the really good, helpful, effective counselors have lived in the scriptures. They've applied it to their own hearts. They've wrestled with their own hearts. They've let the light of scripture shine on them. And then they've learned first by applying to their own lives uh, the power of the word of God. And now out of the overflow of what how the Lord has taught them, they're giving to others. Mm-hmm. So I think th- those would be my initial things. Just pray a lot for opportunity, be interested in people, and then be deeply absorbed in the word. Great. Question we didn't write down ahead of time, but um, either of you can answer. As people think about caring for other people's souls, counseling them at times, what are some things that might be hindrances or, or common mistakes that you'd want to avoid in your thinking or in the way you go about things that you might have seen, experienced yourself? Um, any, any answer to that? Good question. I've, I've got one I'm thinking of. But I didn't ask myself the question on purpose. <laughs> that would have been weird. Yeah, I think sometimes um, we we can just oversimplify, hmm. uh, and, and sometimes in in a desire to just give an answer to people, yeah. uh, perhaps we we fail to ask questions to really understand the the depth of the complexity of, of what people are going through, and so to be maybe too quick to just go, oh, here here's a Bible verse, and and you're good. Uh, we, yeah. we believe in the power of God's word to transform people. So don't want to diminish that in any way, um, but to combine that with real care and sensitivity in terms mm-hmm. of the information that you know, how well you know that person and the compassion in, in delivering the truth and love. Yep. Yeah. I was thinking something along the same lines. I feel like it's easy to come in and think, I'm just going to help someone. I'm going to save them out of this situation. And so you're so ready to just throw an answer at them. And the answer ends up being kind of painful because of how you said it or the timing, et cetera. I think we can take too much credit when things go well and too much blame when things don't. Yeah. Sometimes in counseling, we can feel it's really all up to us. Hmm. And uh, we don't grow people. We can't grow people. We can't save people. And we have to be faithful to, to lead them to the truth and help them to try to do our best to help them to see it. But we can't at the end of the day persuade them either way. Great. One last question uh, that one of you guys can answer. Um, As you think of our church um, and you think of it growing in its ability and our members' ability to counsel one another with the word, uh, what are some hopes, dreams you have for our church in that regard? Mark, you go first. Sure. We talk a lot about a cultural discipleship. And a, a sub point underneath that would certainly be a culture of counseling, uh, that we would see our the joy and the privilege of speaking the truth and love to one another, uh, that God's word would be on our lips uh, mm-hmm. as a way of comforting and confronting people, uh, fellow members, brothers and sisters, as a way to, to care for them. And so that that would just be part of what we do. It wouldn't be unusual for people to open the scriptures together, to pray together, to say, let's seek the Lord together in his word because his truth 
has the power to transform our lives. So I think fundamentally, that's what we want everybody in on this culture of counseling. And then uh, long-term, longer-term, Eric. Yeah, um, getting people who can lead in that. Uh, and we get to the point where we have people who have been trained, they've been equipped, they're experienced, and they're able to continue training others to be more equipped to continue doing what Mark just described in the normal, ordinary uh, day-to-day life together. Um, So uh, it would be a a great gift if God were to give to us uh, leaders in our church who have this heart for counseling, uh, a desire for raising up others uh, to the point where we'd be able to be um, a training center where we are training counselors. We're training our members to counsel themselves. We're training others to be competent in the word, to counsel some of the more difficult things, uh, the more particular specific things. That would be a neat thing, but then also to provide a service for our community. That's kind of a a dream that we have. It'll probably be years down the road, Lord willing, if, if that could happen. Um, But to make counseling freely available to people who need it, People are broken, marriages are broken, people are dysfunctional, families need help, and people are looking for answers. And we know that the gospel is the answer, we have it, and we wanna be equipped to meet those needs. And I've seen some of the churches that have adopted that kind of outreach model using counseling as a way to get the gospel out, uh, to be very fruitful and Mm -hmm. very effective in their community. And um, I'd love to see us do something like that in the future. That's awesome. Let's be praying for those things, um, that the Lord would kind of establish a a continually growing culture of discipleship and counseling and intentionality being part of that, but also that the Lord would maybe provide for people who can counsel and we could use that and the Lord would use that in our community. Um, And like Mark said, let's pray for opportunities every week, every time we show up to church uh, to impact people. So Mark, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you. This was great. Always fun. And uh, we look forward to seeing all of you on Sunday. Adios. Bye-bye. See ya. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) 